Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the State Hornet News Podcast, where me and the other editors of the State Hornet will fill you in on the weekly happenings here on campus at Sac State. This week, we'll be catching you up on the week's news while our diversity and identity reporter, Kendra L. Rivera, interviews one of the students who attended Sac State's Brown Issues Organization's Memorial for the Victims of the El Paso shooting. I'm Will Coburn, your podcast editor, and I'll see you after the break. College students from around the state rallied at the state capitol in support of Senate Bill 24 at the Trust Students Rally Tuesday. SB 24, called the College Student Right to Access Act, offers non-surgical abortions at California State University and University of California campuses. Passed in the Senate earlier this year and just passed a crucial Assembly Appropriations Committee vote and is now headed to the Assembly floor. If signed into law, SB 24 would provide medical abortions at campuses starting in 2023. Senator Connie Lavea told the crowd that many of the students will no longer be on campus when the bill goes into effect, but said they have left a lasting legacy for future generations with access to abortion care. Lavea co-authored a similar bill in 2017 that was vetoed by then-Governor Jerry Brown, who said the services provided by the bill were widely available off campus. One of the speakers was Zoe Murray, a UC Santa Barbara alumna, said she faced a lack of community and stigma after an aborted pregnancy, and that not every student can afford to miss their classes or receive abortion care. Murray said the bill would destigmatize abortion care and by creating safe spaces for students and the providers they trust. Sacramento Regional Transit announced the district's new SAC RT forward bus routes, offering free rides between Sunday and Wednesday next week for riders to get accustomed to the schedule. SACRT will be increasing services to 15-minute frequency at Sac State, as well as increased night and weekend services. You can check out your new bus routes at SACRT.com. Students buying their textbooks from the Hornet Bookstore the first few weeks of school encountered a new organizational system where the books are now sorted alphabetically by author, instead of divided up by the major they're in. Bookstore clerks say the new system will be easier to use in the long run, and it saves on space, as classes using the same book aren't taking up multiple places on the shelves but you can hear the reactions to the new system at statehornet.com. Tuesday, Sac State's Brown Issues honored the lives lost during the August 3rd shooting at the Walmart in El Paso, Texas, with a rally in celebration of Latinx culture at the state capitol. State Hornet diversity and identity beat writer Kendra Rivera sat down with Esmeralda Placencia, a Sac State Recreations, Parks, and Tourism Administration student who was there with Brown Issues for, for an interview. Take a listen as they talk about the celebration and what it's like being a Latina woman in a white-dominated field. Hello, this is Kendra Line Rivera with the State Hornet. I am the diversity and identity USB writer uh, with the Hornet. And here we are with Esmeralda Placencia. She was able to attend the Brown Issues event that I covered earlier this week. Uh, she's She's here to tell us a little bit more about it and the beautiful things that happened there. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Wonderful. I'm, I'm really happy and uh, glad to be able to talk to you about what went down there. So let us know, what was the memorial about? The memorial was about El Paso shooting and the families who lost their loved ones. Yeah, so uh, definitely the Brown Issues event um, was hosted by Brown Issues. It was a memorial to honor the lives that were lost in the El Paso shooting, yes. So how did uh, Brown Issues organize the event? What was there? How were they able to pay tribute to those lives? So Brown Issues organized the event at the Capitol, and that was important because that's the capital of our state. 
and it was a very special event because they got people from our Latinx community and just different organizations to get together, such as Salsa Loca, Baile Folklorico, and Dance on the Edge. And they were able to express themselves through dance. And Baile Folklorico did a dance that is about courtship. Yeah, so the guy wears traditional clothing as well as the girl with a traditional dress. and then Like a, a folk dress? A tra- yeah. traditional Mexican folk dress? Traditional Mexican folk dress. And then the guy wears a serape, so it's like a shawl blanket with traditional Mexican blanket. And then he's holding it over his shoulders and then just swinging it around. The, around the girls <laughs> and what does that symbolize you said again? love love okay yeah uh, it, it has to do with like the duck dancing around and courting her that's, that's so it has to do with a, a duck courting his mate his mate yes oh, yeah wow. <laughs> yeah that's it so what, what is it like um actually being a mexican woman in uh, rpta so being in the rpta major was a big change for me because it was photography and before that and i didn't know about this major going into it until a close family friend told me about it because it has to do with outdoor recreation and that's what i'm into since i like to do backpacking and hiking and rock climbing just different outdoor activities so that's what made me change my major to RPT okay 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 wonderful so yeah that's that's what your current major is so your current major is RPTA yes recreational parks and tourism administration is there like a major demographic or it's just it's culturally diverse it's not diverse it's not diverse at all and like I noticed going into the backpacking community they're working on it or just outdoor rec in general. It there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Okay, yeah. So can you tell me more about what it's like to be a brown person uh, in RPTA? There, there, there still needs to be more work. Like I said, like yeah. If mm-hmm. you notice the people who have the the higher paying jobs or in general in outdoor rec, it's mostly people that had those resources like from their older like ancestors or who their relatives so So then definitely it was like basically handed off to them yeah and then I I really so then if you could compare yourself to someone who didn't have those resources as a person of color what is it like of course it's not by force you know if we could all have the same resources we would but what, what why do you think that several um minorities are uh, lack resources why do they not have that much support what is usually like a situation that prevents them from having that it's financial circumstances for sure like for example you need to be able to have money to pay for transportation for for gear and equipment and you also need to have support for like parents who have money for example 
Right, and a lot of these parents are immigrants, correct? Yeah, so they don't even have the time or a lot of money a lot of the times to be able to do things that are like outdoor recreation, for example, like that. Thank you for listening to the State Hornet News Podcast. You can find more news throughout the week at statehornet.com. See you next week.